MLB DFS Fantasy Fire and Ice. We are here to talk and break down the DFS slate for the everlasting. I mean, this season doesn't end. This season doesn't end. We're still here talking about baseball. It's going to go on forever. Baseball never stops. I said hoops never stops. Baseball might quite literally never end. I got my guy Chris Torres here to break down the DFS slate with me. Chris, what's going on? What's going on, Terrell? Listen, man, I don't want baseball to end. Like, I'm I'm upset that this is our, our last DFS show of the season here. Um, is it? I mean, I, we, the, it might not be. It just seems like every time I plug in, I'm like, man, the season's still, we're still talking about, oh, this team can qualify for this wild card. Oh, this team oh, just clinched the playoff spot. Oh, this, oh, that. Oh, my guys, it's September. It's about to be October. This is the World Series next week. Why are we still doing this? Oh man, I love it. I love it. Baseball is Listen, it, man, I wish it could America. go on all year. I'm I'm coping right now. I'm trying to cope with the end of the season. But yeah, let's get into the slate, man. I think this is a good one and a, a good one to finish up the season on. Yeah, absolutely. And I will I I'll pose the fo- first question to you because I I have some thoughts and I have a couple of teams that I mind, but uh, as we get to the end of the season and we think of there's a lot of teams that are playing for nothing, there's some teams that are playing for everything. And so who or what stacks, what teams, let's say that, not even stacks, what teams are you looking to on this slate that provide, hey, this game might be a high-powered offense game. We could see some 10 to 12, 13, even more runs in this game. Yeah, I think you got to start with the Dodgers, right? That is uh, going to be the most popular stack in Coors Field against Ryan Feltner uh, tonight. You know, I, I think that's the main question when you're looking at this slate that you have to answer. Do you want to eat the chalk and and go for the Dodgers stack? I mean, they're going to be super popular. They've got the normal, you know, the superstars and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, which uh, are going to get a lot of ownership. You also have some cheaper options if you're looking at the bottom of the Dodgers lineup with uh, guys like David Peralta, Jason Hayward, James Outman, all are very affordable. And uh, so either way you go, I mean, I think all of these guys are going to get pretty heavy ownership. Mm -hmm. So that's really the question. Do you want uh, to go that route? I guess that those guys are going to be most of them are going to clock in around 20 percent at least. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if you're in a cash game, uh, a double up or a small uh, you know, single entry field uh, tournament, I think you got to look at the Dodgers. Right. Uh, but I do think there are some other options that we could pivot to. Uh, we'll get a little bit more into it as we get into the positions. But um, I think teams like the Rangers are, are kind of a sneaky stack. Uh, the Cubs going to Atlanta against Bryce Elder, who, mm-hmm. who I don't think is very good. Um, so there are some options. We'll we'll look at them a little bit more closely. But those are those are the top three I, I'm I'm looking at at this point. Yeah, and I agree with you there. I. I... At this point, Coors Field, we know, is an automatic over. This is home run city. And then you add the Dodgers there, who 
uh, just know how to make contact and be able to hit ball. Uh, I was looking and I kind of up and down, but I I mean, I don't know how you can possibly fade this Braves team. It just seems like it doesn't matter if you put your ace on the mound or what. It doesn't matter who's out there facing them. They're going to go out there. They're going to hit and they're going to make runs. I'm kind of concerned at this point in the season being they did get that 100th win. I believe it was uh, – who did they get that 100th win against? Let me just – it was the – yeah, the Nationals. That's what I thought it was. So they did get that 100th win against the Nationals. And so slight concern. Is there any concern that the Braves just kind of, hey, we're good, 100 wins, we're one of the best teams in baseball, and they chill out for this slate and going forward, like not even just for this slate, but going forward as well. Is there an opportunity for the Braves where they just say, hey, let's let's not, you know, do the most? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I hear you. My concern more with the Braves, at least today, is – uh, they're going up against Justin Steele, who I think is outperformed his. He was a Cy Young candidate at one point. A bit this season, uh, I know people are talking about him as a potential Cy Young contender. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not quite on board with that, but you know, I do think that um, you know that given the price of the Braves and the fact that they're going up against a pretty decent pitcher. I'm not really looking to them today. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get really contrarian, I, I mean, the Braves are always in play. Yeah, always, always. All right, let's go ahead and get into some starting pitching. And I, there's one person I want to ask you about in particular because I went ahead and got down on him because I saw his name pop up so many times through the optimizer. And it just seemed like I, I wanted a piece of – uh, we talked about potentially this Rangers and this LA game being, you know, a game we could target. What does Cody Bradford look like to you at 5,400? This is a very, very cheap option and probably a really contrarian option because I think more people are probably fading the starting pitching in this matchup rather than actually playing somebody in this back matchup. So what uh, does Cody Bradford interest you at all when you talk DFS as a value play? I'll be honest, I wasn't really looking too much at Cody Bradford because there's someone I like much more in that range who I think is just a better all-around pitcher. Okay. And that's Michael King at 6 He's up here too. I know he's on the road against uh, Toronto, but let's remember last week he struck out 13 Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Um, it just dominated. Yeah. And since he's moved to the rotation, I mean, the Yankees, I think, have really found something with Michael King. Um, he's been borderline elite. Uh, you know, if you just bring down your minimum innings pitched, I mean, he's one of the top pitchers in baseball right now by, you know, a lot of metrics, mm-hmm. even like the underlying peripheral stats. So at 6K, um, I, I'm very interested in Michael King. I feel like he's going to be pretty popular because he's not a secret anymore. Uh, everybody's going to look at that last game he had. And, you know, I think, uh, again, for the price, he's a He's who I'm looking at more than Bradford uh, if we're going to go cheap at starting pitcher. Now, so the the optimizer has King in here as well, and I wanted to ask you about that because this is where I thought I wanted to go with it. I I am playing the under on this game tonight, and I believe I got the number at 7.5, and and I believe it's down. So let me just double check. I believe it's down. Yeah, it's at 7. So it's currently sitting here at 7. So we're expecting low runs tonight, King versus Gosman. 
I thought of just doing a game stack, but with pitching and playing Gosman mm-hmm. and playing King in the same lineup. Gosman is going to c- command a lot of that salary and then king was a very cheap option that gave me a lot of room to work with uh, when i went and started filling out the rest of my lineup what things what do you think about that because me and optimizer are on the same page of let's just go ahead and stack game stack these two pitchers because we're expecting things to be lights out tonight i usually uh try not to do that to take two pitchers from the same game Uh Uh, because we want to get that you know, give both pitchers a chance at a win. But in this case, given how cheap Michael King is, I'm I'm totally fine with it. Uh, Kevin Gaussman, he is a clear standout to me on the slate. Interestingly, the optimizer doesn't have him for like that significant of um, around 20%. Mm-hmm. I'd probably take the over on that in terms of his ownership. But to me, he's clearly the best pitcher on this slate. Uh, 30% K percentage uh, in the second half. I know the walks have been a little higher than we normally think of with Gaussman, mm-hmm. but um, the bottom line is he is a legitimate ace. I think against a Yankees lineup that just it is not, you know, the Yankees have not been good for a while now, especially against right-handed pitchers. Uh, I think Gaussman at home is just in a smash spot. So I could see him going out there, especially with the Blue Jays. They're in the thick of the playoff race. They're going to ride Gaussman, right? Yep. He's dealing. They're going to let him go deep into the game. I think you could be looking at, you know, a 10-plus strikeout game uh, and, and a dominant performance. So, yeah, Terrell, I'm, I'm totally on board if you want to go with both pitchers from that game. All right. Yeah, I like to hear that. Let's go ahead and get into – do you have any other pictures that you want to throw out? I know me and the optimizer kind of threw a couple out and we might've stole one of yours, but, and it seems like we kind of did with uh King as well. Any other starting pitching that you like here in this game, maybe somebody a little more chalk or, or maybe somebody that could be a value play. All right, man. Well, our, in our first show, you said just fade Oakland, right? That, that's it. You don't have to openings. think about it. It doesn't matter. Right. And, and that stuck in my head. I mean, it, it really doesn't have to be that hard. And Bailey Ober is in a fantastic spot at home against Oakland, 9,100 on DraftKings. Mm. Um, listen, there doesn't have to – Bailey Ober is not an ace. Let's not, you know, get it twisted. But he's good enough, right, to dominate the Oakland A's at home, uh, get you some strikeouts. The A's are striking out at a 27% clip uh, over the past 30 days. So – I think Bailey Ober is the other guy that I'm looking at uh, at starting pitcher. Yeah, no, I like that one. And and you're never going to get any any pushback from me in fading the Oakland A's who are just – I mean, are they even trying out here? They're not spending any money. They're, they're just kind of trotting anybody and everybody out there. And we'll see. We'll see. But I, I definitely like Ober. And the optimizer agrees with you. Make sure everybody you get that fantasy sports optimizer. You have that seven-day uh, trial. You can make sure that you can go out there and make your purchase. Use the QR code at the bottom of the screen and make sure you get the optimizer. And check us out on Sportstopia uh, HQ. We are on YouTube. We are on X, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. X, formerly known as Twitter. I think that's actually how they call it. X, formerly known as Twitter. I'm going to start saying that. And I think more people, Terrell, I think more people have called called Twitter or X, whatever you call it, than their actual name. Like, that's what everybody yeah. says. At this yeah, point. I mean, it, it, oh, I just, just A1 rebranding there by Twitter. Like, nothing, nothing 
like original Twitter. Shout out to the days of 2011 Twitter, where we just did anything, said anything, and then didn't think that it would come back up in 2023. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on and let's get into the rest of the slate. And I just want to, I'll pose it to you and I'll let you, I'll make this more vague. Because I don't want to limit you to a single position. Let's start with chalk. Where where are the chalk hitters that we are talking about today? I know we talked about the Mookie Betts stack. I even though they might be not as chalk, I don't know how I can get away from the Braves. So you might be considering a play on the Braves today. Uh, I think that that Arizona and White Sox game has some firepower. So where are the chalk hitters that you are looking for in this MLB lineup today? I think it's going to so heavily consolidate around these Dodgers. The contrarian edge optimizer has Freddie Freeman right now at 40% Uh ownership at at first base. Uh, Max Muncie at third base, 21%. Uh Uh, So these guys are going to be, again, that's that's what this slate comes down to. Do you want to eat that chalk? Uh, For me, I'm more of of a natural contrarian player. Um, so I'm probably going to look elsewhere, you know, especially again, let's remember the, the contest matters, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're in, let's say the relay throw on DraftKings for $15 where people can max enter 150 lineups, mm-hmm. is, does it really make sense to, to roster the Dodgers at that ownership or projected ownership? Um, to me, it doesn't because, you know, in DFS, what's more important than being right is what the payoff is yep. when you're right. So great. The the Dodgers can can go and score, you know, eight runs or 10 runs, but you still have to hit on all your other positions because 30% of the field is probably going to have some variation of them too. Yeah. So um, it, it's really hard to get ahead in a tournament t- uh, uh, style contest uh, when you're, you're uh, eating that chalk, uh, you know, maybe they go like Miami dolphins on and, and they score 70 runs. Uh, you never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, there, there are other options that, uh, I think we can look to, um, you know, as far as hitters on the slate. Yeah. And I, I'm going to go to one of my, my favorite games. Cause I just looked at the ERAs in this game and I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. And I, I mentioned it. We talk about Chicago White Sox and the diamond diamondbacks with Jose Urena on the mound, uh, Zachy Davis on the mound. Like I, I, I've, I think I've outside of the Oakland A's, I think the Chicago White Sox have been a pretty profitable fade over the course of the season. Like I may, I could be wrong. Maybe somebody else didn't have as much luck betting against the White Sox like I have, but they've been a pretty profitable fade. And so I'm looking at this game and I see Urania come in here and I, I just, it lights up. And I think, uh, all, all of the crate, all the other Corbin Carroll could have a really good game here. Uh, we have Emmanuel Rivera, who is three for seven, 4.29 uh, batting average against Urania in his career. Christian Walker's 0.25. I think he could actually have a really big day here today. And so Corbin Carroll, I mean, he's rookie, perennial rookie of the year. I, I don't know how baseball is somehow, some way you can be in your second season and still win rookie of the year, but that, hey, they're on the Ben Simmons wave and that's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. I get it. So. Corbin Carroll, rookie of the year. Uh, he's at the probably the most chalk that I have in my lineup. 
and he's at about 20% ownership. I think that he's going to have a good day and be able to make contact against these White Sox. And uh, I, I always pronounce his name. Uh, Kitsu Marte. Marte. That also uh, piqued my interest. Four for seven against Urena. Uh, five, seven, one batting average against him. Are you looking anywhere in this Diamondbacks and White Sox game like I am? Well, the first thing that I want to say about this game is just make sure you check the weather, right, and, and see where things are at because there is, uh, it looks like a over 50% chance of rain. I think they're going to do anything they can to get this game in because mm -hmm. at this point they don't want to reschedule and the Diamond not no much game time. does mean something. Yeah, that's not much time. Yeah, so, uh, but but just make sure and, and check the weather. Um, you know, maybe you get a little bit lower ownership because of, of the threat of rain. But uh, I'll be honest, and, and you know, I, I think sometimes it's good that we disagree, right? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of fading the Diamondbacks in this spot, and I'll really? tell you why. Yeah, you see Jose Urania, and you think, oh, it's Jose Urania. They're going to mean off on him. But let me point out, mm -hmm. Jose Urania has actually been, since he came into the starting rotation, now it's only three starts, but since he came into the rotation for the White Sox, Dare I say he's actually been pretty good? No, check out his whip. Don't say his it. whip. No, I said it. I said it. What? Because I I stacked against Urania last week, mm -hmm. and I think I had the Nationals, and I was like, oh, this is a smash spot, and they did nothing. And now I look at his underlying skills. All right, his whip one point zero four. Okay, like, that's borderline a yeah, lot over his past really three starts. And not only do the surface numbers look good. I mean, everything under the hood, if we're looking at swinging strike rate, 12.3%. Uh, his Sierra, which was one of the most predictive ERA indicators. Again, three starts, but 3.76. I mean, that's like well above average. Only walking 3% of batters during that time. I don't know. I mean, I can't explain it. I don't see any pitch changes. I don't see anything. There's no velo bump. But um, something's working right now for him. And for that reason... I'm, I'm going to fade the Diamondbacks. On top of that, the Diamondbacks really haven't been swinging the bat well. Over the past couple of weeks, they're uh, bottom 10 in MLB in terms of WRC+. Mm -hmm. Their hard hit percentage is second worst in MLB over the past two weeks. So, I don't know. Something about this game, I think for me, I'm, I'm going to fade it because I think the Diamondbacks will get decent ownership for those that are looking to pivot off of cores. And I think we could get, or I can get a little leverage on the field by uh totally fading them all right all right i i like the disagreement and i and you know it it's so many good points but i think the thing that kind of swayed it for me and it's probably just a little bit of bias of man if if urena has a bad day i'm gonna be sick i didn't play it like if i go and i look at that winning lineup and there's a whole bunch of diamondbacks up there i'm gonna be like oh yeah. man come on this it. guy is it's, it's jose urania i mean and i mean the chances are that he reverts to being jose urania but how uh, shannon do skill what's that urania. he's right there he's right there i mean i, I don't know man he's yeah. all right so who who are you looking for little bit cheaper options on the slate today and talking about hitting i know we're uh we hit on a couple of stacks that we like what are some cheaper around the league options that we can fit into our lineup sure um okay so at first base luke and baker is uh super cheap first baseman for the cardinals on dk is 2300 
this guy, Lucan Baker, I didn't know anything about him up until a couple of weeks ago. I looked at his AAA numbers. Dude had 33 home runs in only 380 plate appearances in AAA this year. He's 6'4", 265 pounds. He's a monster, all right? Um, so what are we looking for in DFS, especially on DraftKings? We want home runs, right? So I think Lucan Baker is definitely in play at that price. Not a great matchup against Adrian Hauser, uh, but I, I think I could see Baker running into one. He's also got a 54% hard hit rate in the majors so far, according to StatCast. He's someone I'd be looking at as a cheap option. Um, getting back to the Dodgers game, I mean, guys like like Kike Hernandez is 3,500 mm-hmm. um, today. So we got to check the lineup, right? Because I'm not sure if it's going to be Kike or Miguel Rojas getting the start, who's also cheap at 3,400. Uh, and because it's a double header, the lineup may get a little wonky. So make sure you check the lineup well in advance. But whoever gets a start there, I think is a good play. It's too mm-hmm. cheap in cores against Ryan Feltner. So uh, I'm looking there. And then again, the Dodgers, David Peralta is 3.6K on DraftKings. He's probably going to hit sixth or seventh, has a platoon advantage against Ryan Feltner. Um, I think he's in play. Jason Hayward in that price range as well. Um, one other player that I'm looking at, I know you said that you like the Braves, but I think the Cubs are not the worst. Uh, they're going to be another very low-owned play. Mm-hmm. Mike Talkman's 3,500 against Bryce Elder. And Bryce Elder had a nice run at the beginning of the year. Um, but I think we're seeing who Bryce Elder is over the past few months here. He's not very good. He pitches the contact. And might I point out, too, about this uh, Atlanta ballpark, uh, uh, Truist Park. That is one of the best home run hitting stadiums in the league. If you go to StatCast Park Factors, it's number yeah. seven best in terms of home run park factors. Do you know where Coors Field is? This blew my mind. Take a guess. Uh, I mean, I feel like you're saying it blows your mind. It's not number one. It's not so. even close, bro. It's 20th in terms of no way. No I swear, go look way. it up. God, that, well, that's why it blew my mind. It's 20th. What? In, in terms of overall runs, it's top five, which we're not surprised oh, because it's okay. got those huge outfields and, mm-hmm. you know, guys can run all day and there's, you know, you're more likely to get hits there. But in terms of home runs, it has not been what you would think it is. So just saying, I mean, just because a game is at Coors Field and has a high total, it's not a guarantee that these guys are going to pop off for like five home runs. All right. So that's just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I, I would have never thought that they would be all the way down at 20th. That, And maybe that's a little bit of a gambler's fallacy, you know, better's fallacy, something like that, thinking that, oh, it's Coors Field is automatically going to be a bunch of home runs. And mm-hmm. that's – I mean, when you have a total that's in 11 every single game, you assume, oh, yeah, I'm going to get some home runs out of here. But, yeah, this – this Colorado, and you just can't get away from it, really. Like it's hard, I, I, it's hard to fade that today. It really, I don't is. know how you don't have, as some way, somehow, a piece of this game in your stat. I, 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 I mean, in your lineup, I don't know how you don't have at least one portion of this game in your lineup. Is somehow, I, I, I don't no, know I, how you. I do agree. It. What I'm, what I'm probably gonna do, and I was messing around with lineups this morning. I'm probably gonna end up with that bottom of the order stack. Um, yeah. With the uh, with Peralta, you know, one thing I was looking at actually. I played around with a bets, like one of those wraparound stacks where I get the bottom of the lineup, but then I take the leadoff hitter. So mm-hmm. taking bets, he can, and you could put bets in at second base or outfield. 
Um, and then going with, uh, you know, Peralta, Hayward, and then even check the lineup again. But we may get Austin Barnes at 3,100 at catcher, mm-hmm. probably batting ninth. But actually, his batted ball profile lately has been really good. I'm not going to go through all the stats right now because we're running yeah. out of time. But go check it out. Um, Barnes, I think, is definitely in play. He's going to be lower owned because he's at the bottom of the lineup. But at 3,100, if he's in there, I'm going definitely with Austin Barnes. Yeah, I like that. And I like your Peralta play as well in that game, especially because even though Rojas is really cheap, he's 20% owned. And that that's that's getting a little bit high. Now, Peralta is a little bit lower at 17%. And I, I like your going contrarian in this game because if you want a chance, like this is how you win. Because if it let's say everybody goes in there and plays the same stack and it's not Mookie Betts, it's not Freddie Freeman, it's not Muncie, it's not everybody that you think it is that's carrying it. It is that bottom of the order that may hit a home run. I don't know how many times that I bet Dodgers games and Chris Taylor has come out of nowhere and hit a freaking home run while I'm betting on Mookie Betts and somebody right. else like Justin Turner or something like Chris Taylor just comes out of nowhere with a two two home runs in the game. It, yes, that came from that came from some hurt there. But uh, all right, we're um, we're getting to the end of the show. Uh, Chris, you want to leave the people with one one player, one thing for the slate. What, what do you want to leave them with? Um, boy, I mean, I, I feel like we covered it here. I, I just feel like, again, just really think about what type of contest that you're playing in. Uh, these bigger contests, I really like, I, I agree. You're going to want a piece of the Dodgers, but if you do just make sure that you are going, you're going a little bit off the board with the rest of your lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll even throw out a crazy idea and, and maybe, maybe I am crazy. Bobby Miller. <laughs> Bobby Miller, 8,900. Nobody's going to play him because they yeah. look at Coors Field. They look at the total. The kid is a stud, all right? Um, I don't care if he's on the moon. I think he's, <laughs> he has at least seven strikeouts in his past three games. Um, the The Rockies, let's be honest, they stink. Like, that mm-hmm. lineup stinks. They just mm-hmm. benefit when they're at home. But even at home, I think against a pitcher like Bobby Miller, um, if I'm going really off the board, let's say I go with a full Dodger stack and I know I'm, I'm eating 30% chalk there, maybe I throw in Bobby Miller because if they hit, I probably get a win right off the bat. And I think Bobby Miller can be uh, can give you some good value at some really low ownership. How many lineups are going to have Bobby Miller with the bottom of that order? In the line, that's it, baby. That that's that sounds like a winner right there. I don't even need to add anything else. I don't think many lineups are going to have Bobby Miller in the bottom of that Dodgers order in the lineup. So, uh, Chris, thank you. Another another good episode. Appreciate it. And we are here. Make sure you get that fancy sports optimizer with the QR code at the bottom of the screen. Make sure you do that. Make sure you follow us wherever we're at, whether on YouTube, on Instagram, on X, formerly known as Twitter. Make sure you follow us at Sportstopia HQ. Make sure you check out the website, sportstopia.io. And, I mean, I still don't have a cool catchphrase to end, you know, my podcast or anything like that. But you're about to give me that really, really cool theme music that I haven't heard since 20-something minutes ago. So give it to me again, Keith. Out of here.